Hey everyone, this is your host Javier and Daniel, and you're listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We're just two brown best amigos talking about everything and anything through a Latino and indigenous perspective. In this podcast, expect some tears, joy, and definitely laughter. Imagine sitting around a table with your best friends but sober, or you can have a drink too because we don't judge. Well... All right, everybody, welcome back to another week of Brown Sound Podcast. I am one of your good old, good old buddy hosts here. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? What's going on, Cheeky Leagues? How's, how's, um, you know, your connection? Just kidding. (laughs) Well, uh, I, I will have to start that, uh, if you're, if you're listening to me and it sounds weird, it's because it is. (laughs) It's it's just your your ears. (laughs) It's all, it's your car speakers. Fix them. Get a newer car. (laughs) Time for an upgrade? No. No, I do want to share that uh, today's audio is brought to you by, uh, you know, Logitech headset. (laughs) I don't know. I actually don't know what brand this is. No, uh, I'm I'm using, I don't, I forgot my mic today, everybody. So we're, you know, we're doing audio a different way and it's Mm. fine. It's fine. Right? It happens. It happens. You know, that happened to me the other, with the, when we did the emo episode or had to about emo phase remember that that happened to yeah. me too <laughs> i just tonight's just... gonna be the night i'm gonna fall for you oh, your emo phase yeah. <laughs> i got so many people were like that's so funny because i've heard that like i've heard you do that before so people are like you know laughing at the emo phase <laughs> I know I got some people messaging me too about that. It was so funny. Um, they're like, "You guys really do that?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I and I really don't know when it started. It's just you know, yeah. 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 Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's oh, too good good. Yeah, I had I had some people ask about that. They're like, "Well, who is it that you?" Do? I'm like, "Oh, you know, someone from the past." You know, yeah. wondering whose voice it was. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. oh, we used to have a friend that was a heavy smoker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's no longer with us anymore. Yeah, <laughs> sound all sad. Oh, he didn't oh, die he's... or nothing. He's just no longer. He's just no longer here in this he moved. circle. He yeah. moved. Yeah. <laughs> He's not here anymore. Oh no, no, he didn't die. He's just, you know, he he moved. He's he's got another circle. Yeah. <laughs> another circle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we gotta stop. But... Okay, well, let's jump into who who are you gonna give your uh, Brown Sound person highlight to this week? Yeah, so my Brown Sound person spotlight highlight spotlight, (laughs) yeah, whatever you want to call, is gonna be one of my absolute favorite people. And if you remember, I have. Well, Cheekix, you know when you're when you're a favorite person for a lot of people, it's just re- reciprocated. You know, mm-hmm. I'm very popular. No, just kidding. Um, for me, one of my all-time favorite people is um, someone that's a mentor currently and colleague, and actually just coworker with my new promotion. Uh, but this person is just the lovely, loveliest person ever. Um, she has a lot of like selfless love for people. She always sees the good, helps 
bring out the best in folks. Uh, one of her passions is helping understand people's strengths and developing them. Mm, and so wow. she's been even helping me understand that, you know, I'm strategic, I'm responsible, I have connectedness, you know, I yeah. really highlighting these things about like just me and me as a person. But to the biggest, I, I guess for me, the biggest thing about just even highlighting somebody like Christy is that I don't know very many people like her. So mm. it's Christy Creamer. She works uh, with me at my, the institution I work at. And she's just someone who always, always sees the best in everybody, considers their humanity above all things. And just, you know, is an overall great person. So when we talk about cutting out toxic people because it's detrimental to like our own mental health and well-being, Mm -hmm. Christy is the opposite. She's somebody you find and you want to keep like around you because she adds so much to to like your mental health you as a person and so i couldn't i could go on like i and she's older so if you're and she's married so if if you're thinking wow i need to date her you can't (laughs) she's happily married (laughs) they're like javi why don't you date christy well because she's already married she's had you know kids um she's she's just someone so amazing and i just want to say like christy thank you for being the shining beacon that is you and uh for just being such a great person yes chicks i i would definitely use those words to describe her but christy never change thank you for being you thank you for inspiring me to be a better person and everybody around you this spotlight is for you Hey, wow, Cheekix, that's really nice. She sounds like yeah. a friendly, a friendly person. Yeah, um, Cheekix, and you know I don't speak this highly about everybody. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't think you, I don't think you've ever even said that about me. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. No, anyway, so my person shout out goes to a good friend, a good, you know, just a, another, another positive person. He's like a positive role model to the mm-hmm. youth in, in my community. And he's just someone who's always, I feel like, yeah, like you said, like a positive person. I don't think I've ever mm-hmm. really heard him talk bad about anybody. But my yeah. shout out goes to Trey Miles. Um, He, you know, like I said, he's a perfect role model for our youth here. He just graduated college. He just recently got a job with uh, WSU. Yeah, and so he's going to be working with their native students up there. Oh, and, that's awesome! Um, he was, you know, part of the coaching staff for our Lapway uh, basketball, the boys' basketball team here, and he's, you know, Lapway alum, born in Lapway, raised in Lapway. So yeah, he's a really good kid, and um, always just super chill to be around and good vibes. So yeah, my shout out goes out to you, Trey. Keep up the good work, and proud of you, and looking forward to seeing, you know, all the good things you do for WSU and the students up there. Awesome, and you know, Chica. Something I've noticed about you specifically is that you do try to surround yourself with people to uplift and you know support and just grow and um that's if you're giving um miles or trey this this shout out like that's that just speaks to me like the kind of person he is because i just knowing you that's that's amazing yeah yeah so shout out to them shout out to our brown sound people you know uh also we you know we i feel like we're just we've been running late every week when it comes to (laughs) recording well i mean this is our new normal so are we late yeah this is yeah this (laughs) is the new normal for season two so we're we're actually on time and they're late just kidding yeah <laughs> so catch yeah. up yeah. <laughs> we like don't have a set date no more whenever episodes drop they drop so thank y'all for being patient and things like that we appreciate it we do we appreciate it (laughs) (laughs) we do (laughs) they're all we get it you're grateful (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, that's fun. Yeah. Nah, TKX, uh, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the topic today. Yeah. Um, And I want to be very mindful and I also want to be very like, you know, open about, about this topic because it might resonate with a lot of people. It might not, but these are, mm-hmm. are, these are mine and your experiences going up this. Let's, let's touch on that then. That, uh, the topic today is you know, growing up as low income. And for some people growing up as low income, that could be like, you know, traumatizing if you, you know, grew up without having access to something or, you know, if you had to experience hardships because, you know, of the financial situation, we get all that. And I mean, I myself understand that not maybe more than more people than anybody, but I, you know, my family was low income. And so Daniel, you've shared that yours was also growing up. And so today's episode might be, um, you know, might sound like it, it's going to be sad, but it's not. We promise that we will use humor to kind of get through it, but at the same time being respectful. Um, and so I just want to say to everybody today, listening that in absolutely no way or form are we trying to make light of or make fun of going up low income because we realize that that's something that you know Mm -hmm. is can be challenging for people even to remember um but what we do want to do is talk about some of the experiences we had growing up as low income latino and indigenous um you know kids essentially and so to begin let's let's walk through that you know let's walk through that let's let's go down memory lane cheekix and uh, let's talk about when when did you first realize that you were considered low income i guess you know i i don't think like i have a very like particular moment in my life where i'm like oh wow <laughs> you know i remember because yeah. because i mean you know growing up obviously on the reservation a lot of families are low income so mm-hmm. it almost seems like i didn't really know that there was any like how do you say that like I didn't know that there was any different, like, like okay. I felt like everyone was kind of, we all kind of had similar struggles or whatever, things like that. So I didn't right. know, it, no, I guess I didn't know any different. That's what I was looking for to say. I didn't really know any different because even just with, you know, family members and, and friends and things like that. But um, I guess maybe like when I started being able to go on trips you know, yeah. like as an older, like a teenager, like I remember growing up, we didn't get to go on a lot of vacations, you know, and my parents, yeah. um, and you know, and I'm not saying that my parents, you know, didn't take care of us. My parents have never made us feel like we didn't have anything. Like my parents, right. you know, they worked very hard to provide for all my siblings and I. And so I, um, I don't ha- like, we didn't go on a lot of, like we went on like little local trips, you know, kind of camping, things like that. Right. Probably didn't really cost a lot of money, but it wasn't until I was like older, like when I was this, I believe the first time when I went to Disneyland when I was like a senior in high school, you know, I was like, it's kind of weird because I was like <laughs> older, but like the inner child in me was like enjoying it. Cause I'm like, you know, cause every, I feel like that's like a common thing. Like all the kids want to go to Disneyland or Disney yeah, World or whatever. And so not being able to like, I guess go as a kid, like probably most regular. I don't know. Yeah people it wasn't until i was old i was like oh but i mean it was still fun and stuff but yeah. i was already thinking like that i'm, I'm like almost 18 you know <laughs> i pictured you sitting in the teacups like woo. 
you know? <laughs> yeah. with, with my ears on. No, yeah. <laughs> no I think you know. I think funny. something like that more so is like you know, because like I said, growing up, I don't, I don't ever feel like I went without with anything. You know, I feel yeah. like my parents, my parents did a really good job at um, giving me a good life and my siblings. And, and just yeah. so people know, like, there's four of us. So there's like I have three sisters, and then there's me. So um, I couldn't imagine, you know, how it would be to feed, you know, just I mean, just feeding myself alone. I'm like, it's a lot of money. <laughs> but like trying to feed like a family of six, you know, like my parents right. included and then four kids. So I, it makes sense on why you probably didn't get to go on a lot of trips, you know, right. growing up and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I I can relate to all of that. So to my end, I, I want to give more context. So my parents were immigrants and they came to the u.s with nothing and you know they they gave us everything and so i I, i'm gonna say that even though i lived through some of these experiences um similar to yours where i didn't realize that you know initially we didn't have a lot of money and then as i got older you kind of start to notice things what i also want to give right now is kudos to my parents because they had me and my siblings young so they you know when i was in college you know they were already having kids and they were all already having this live adult lives and pay for and cover for some of those things and i'm like when i was in college i could barely afford to like do things for myself you know i didn't have a career at that point but my parents were working really hard manual labor jobs just to provide so i'm gonna say before anything that i am extremely thankful and very very proud of everything they were able to provide for us um but to that end i also grew up in a community. It's a labor camp, which is subsidized housing for people that live, um, that work in seasonal migrant backgrounds um, in agriculture. So maybe like working in the fields, things like that, that people talk about. Mm -hmm. And so all the people there lived in subsidized housing, which means that, you know, they didn't have to pay a lot of rent because, Mm -hmm. you know, it it was, some of the rent was covered depending on your social economic status. And so I also grew up in a community that, you know, was very similar and it wasn't until I started school and I started uh, making, I, I became friends with people that weren't of my community. I quickly began to understand that some people had more opportunities or access to like different resources that I didn't at the time. So um, I just remember once I entered school, that became like very, very apparent to me. Um, so having like my white friends who didn't live in that community versus my Latino friends who did, or and even those that didn't live in that community, some had that shared experience still but i just remember um you know with the clothes you wore where did you get it where did you buy it um if you bought your clothes from walmart or like i remember we thrifted a lot when we were growing up and we would find cool clothes and now like all the hipster kids and millennials are really big on that so we were doing the thrifting before it was cool but um even just just that like my parents you know worked as hard as they could provide at the ages that they you know were um as a young couple um and providing everything that they did for us I, you know, they did the best they could and it was always good enough because we also luckily never went without, you know, and so yeah. that's, I will say that for sure. Like my parents did a really good job with that. Um, Chikex, what are some of the like differences um, that you saw between, you know, like even clothes or like food or, you know, between you and your friends that were like, dang, I'm low income, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. did you think, dang, like what's, I need to get a job or, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I think like, so I know we, we, we had different, you know, friend circles growing up. So like, I know you had majority, you know, white friends, but I, <laughs> I, I didn't because here on the reservation, we don't really have a huge, you know, non-native population really. So sure. Um, um, 
So I, I think with for me growing up, I don't know if I ever realized, you know, my friends maybe had things that I didn't or maybe I had things that they did. I don't know if that was ever, you know, if we're just too young and didn't really know. But I think yeah. um, one thing, though, I did I did have a friend who, you know, got to travel a lot when they were younger and, mm. and do big family trips and things like that. And I remember like, oh, that would be so cool. Like if my family could all do things like that, you know, and it doesn't seem... I don't know. It was one of those things where I didn't think it was like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's one of those weird mm-hmm. things. Like I didn't real, I guess when I was young, I must've just been pretty dumb or something. I didn't like realize <laughs> a lot of things yeah. because there's so much stuff now as an adult that I'm like, Oh shoot. Like that, that makes sense now. And why, you know, yeah. or even just like sometimes like just having like, you know, those like the, the, the res meals or the struggle meals or whatever. Like I remember right. always having, like, I feel like fried potatoes or, you know, something with hot dogs or, you know, just kind of like kind of the, I guess, what do you say? Like cheaper food or like, yeah. like, I feel like there was a lot of times where I'd see some friends have like different dinners and I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what that really is or, you know, I don't know. But Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can relate to that as being Latino because if I'm going to talk about food uh, for us growing up, a big part of our diets was beans. We would have rice um, and a lot of the meals that we had kind of centered around those things um, and meat too like chicken and so i remember like even being invited to like my white friend's house and even and that's a thing too about latino families like you don't let your kid go to anybody's house like we're very like no you're staying home or no you, you know like i had a like at bag basically my parents to allow me to you know go but um my my white friend that i went to had their parents had cooked dinner because we were doing like some kind of assignment um or working on a project and they had to cook like mashed potatoes and like chicken and you know like uh maybe broccoli or something mm-hmm. things that you really oh, see yeah. on tv that like because like i had never been to a white person's house before so i didn't know what to expect and obviously their house was like nicer like more decorated like i when i walked in i was like you know this is not my little apartment that my family lives in in the in the labor camp um and so you know just realizing that like your wealth might also signify like what your house looks like mm-hmm. or like what your furniture is like or even like the meals that you eat and so in my mind for whatever reason that was a rich person's meal oh. <laughs> versus what we ate i didn't think it was a poor person's meal or low income mm-hmm. but i did like think that's not you know this is what i'm eating and i'm not eating that that so i feel like that's you know that's probably like you know someone who has money that's what they eat right. um and that's weird to think like that but as a little kid you know you're just observing a lot of things and you don't really know what to do with the information so you make these assumptions um but what i was gonna also talk about cheekix was uh, two other things that caught my that helped me understand kind of like my place i think as being a low-income student um we some of the things that we also participated in or like that I remember doing was um, clothes. So like I talked about, we would go thrifting. Um, We wouldn't always buy brand new clothes, but um, in the community I lived in, sometimes people would come and have like coat drives where you can come and pick out like a nice coat. Um, I don't know if that's something that, you know, it happens on the res too, but um, so we would make sure to go out like, and then for Christmas sometimes, you know how like when people sponsor like families to get gifts and stuff, that's something that we would also do 
And again, I I didn't know any better. I thought that was exciting. I was like, oh cool, I'm getting a new coat. Oh cool, you know, there's these there's these gifts that I'm getting, and it was because I knew that wasn't something that my parents were probably gonna buy for us, because that wasn't something that we really did a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, if I were to get a toy, it would be um because it was probably cheap and maybe at the dollar store kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like growing up there wasn't a lot of like coat dryers and stuff as much as there is now on the res. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember like the shoes. Like I can't remember what program it was, but when I was in elementary, I remember this program with the Boys and Girls Club like donated all these like Nike shoes. I don't know if it mm-hmm. was like a Nike partnership with the Boys and Girls Club or something. Yeah. And I remember getting like free shoes and back then thinking like, oh wow, this is so cool. Like all of us are getting free shoes and things like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, like wow, like all my friends, we all got these new shoes and then like but it wasn't until like i was older and actually like worked at the boys and girls club too and realized like you know they they try to focus on like you know low income communities and things (laughs) like that so i'm like oh that makes sense (laughs) yeah like like i said when i was young i must have just been pretty dumb like i just didn't realize a lot of things but like even like when it comes to like school clothes shopping like i remember being so excited just even going to like spokane or yeah or boise you know we'd go down to boise twice a year it seemed for the basketball tournament boy state and girl state and so even going to state the state tournament and like being able like oh we get to go to the mall and like i get to like you know check out something different that wasn't you know normal in this area of idaho that i live in but like (laughs) even things like that it's like it's crazy but you know um also another good thing like that our tribe does though is like they offer back to school clothes like uh assistance so like so i remember like you know being able to get money from my tribe to go school clothes shopping and stuff like that and getting Mm -hmm. like you know like the cool shirts that i wanted or something you know but yeah yeah um i also remember when we go to boise though like now that i know like what the story is as an adult i always remember Mm -hmm. going to gen x Like me and all my cousins, like I always remember going to Gen X and getting like kind of like the it was like was it like off brand like yes. clothing or I let's don't know start, how to... let's start yeah let's let's explain what Gen X was to everybody. So I'm familiar with Gen X because we also went. But if you've ever been to like a swap meet or if you've ever been to like Cali, um, Gen X was like a store that sells like non branded clothes. So you can find some like T shirts and like jeans, and it's usually clothes that are like a little bit low quality like for example i remember getting jeans from gen x and having white shoes and then the tops of my shoes had like all the blue ink from my jeans had like settled (laughs) on my white shoes um and also uh just for more context if everybody remembers pe in elementary school (laughs) they would say get shoes that don't leave streaks and what i found out is i got some gen x shoes and anytime we did any activities like dodgeball or wherever everybody knew who had the streaky shoes because they were Gen X <laughs> and then you'd get you know they the kids call you out you know I mean kids could be but yeah they're like you need to get better shoes look <laughs> and then you're afraid <laughs> to run uh, but Gen X was kind of one of those stores like for in the Caldwell area people that dressed kind of cholo-y I guess that's where they <laughs> would go buy their clothes because you could buy oversized long t-shirts to wear with your you know baggy jeans or whatever so yeah yeah, that's some context for what gen x was yeah i always remember like my cousins and i would always go there and get like the little sweatsuits that were like 
you know, those like loud sweatsuits and being able to get like maybe like two or three because they're, you know, not very priced very high or, mm-hmm. or even like this, the random little like, I don't know, like, I don't know if they were like, like the shirts, like, I don't know if people remember the brand like Echo and FUBU and stuff. I think they oh, had yeah. like off brand of those, <laughs> like thinking like getting those. Like I remember, yeah, Gen X was one of those stores where it's like, we'd always be all excited. That's like always like the first store to go to and be all excited. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to go check out Gen X and get one of those cool belts that light up that like (laughs) say the name that floats by (laughs) okay so they also sold these belts uh we called them cholo belts i don't know what they're called but it was like fabric belt and the buckle had an old english initial on (laughs) it so so i remember buying that with the j and a g because and all my cousins would get those too so i'm very familiar with the store yeah shout out to jet are they still open down there they no, they closed oh. a long time ago. Yeah, so that's <laughs> shout out to the old Gen X man. Yeah, um, I Chica, cause I was gonna talk about another thing, and you tell me what you think about this. So another indicator for me of because I was a very observant little kid. Like I I thought about things and didn't realize like my thoughts at the time until I reflected but for me also language might be something I pay more attention to because I'm bilingual and you know English was my second language I grew up speaking Spanish first um to me the way speak people spoke also kind of let me know um not necessarily their social economic status but um I knew that like there's more education tied to just depending on how people spoke outside of like the slang that we talk in our communities um you know, like when I was at the grocery store, or when I went to the doctor or, or, you know, whenever I translated tax stuff for my parents, I was all six. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, my English was for me and my family. And oftentimes I would be put in situations where, you know, I would have to translate for my parents and I didn't understand words or mm-hmm. phrases because I didn't have that level of education yet. But for me, you know, when you look at a doctor, you think they're rich or like when you're mm-hmm. at a tax person, you assume you know they got money and so for me language um if someone could speak very well and if they could use words that i didn't understand to me that also in my little kid mind like made me think they're they're probably well off you know if they speak Mm -hmm. really well really good english do they talk good or do they talk well you know that that to me indicated wealth too and i I, is that a weird thing to think as a little kid i don't know like that I was just very observant about things like that. Um, so um, I don't know. I think for me, that's why education and my parents instilling that in me um, let me know that the more you get educated, the more opportunities you're going to have. And so I think that's why I was, I you know, I was striving to to do more, be more, be involved more, be focused on my grades. Uh, but to that end, Chica, I want to talk about like growing up. So I knew that we were low income. Um, definitely school reminded you of that. Did you? go through any brand phases where like you know once you once you, your family started to get a little bit more income maybe you started to work because I, I did have a job during high school was there like you know certain brands that you would kind of go to while you were you know growing up and still now I guess maybe do you have a brand that you you're very loyal to um yeah yeah definitely I went through <laughs> In high school, well, after going through the emo phase, you know, hitting up Zoomies <laughs> and trying to wear, like, Volcom or whatever. That, yeah, I remember. remember that. And Etnies <laughs> and things like that. The DC shoes, um, the oversized yeah, ones. Yeah. 
um, after going through the emo phase, I definitely went through like I guess you would say like a preppy phase. You know, okay. I went through like okay, I see you preppy the, the Hollister <laughs> and American Eagle. Um, I remember going a little bit to like Arrow Arrow Postal. Oh, I, not, I didn't do that. But, yeah, I never... but like I don't like I don't that wasn't like one of like my go to. Like it was like a like I didn't go there as much as the other ones. But like yeah, some, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, that also could be like a thing like a you know like a like a dr thunder and dr pepper <laughs> type of thing you know yeah but yeah it definitely went through like the hollister phase and i remember like because hollister was expensive you know mm-hmm. growing up like i remember like being able to if i were to get something from hollister it's like oh you can get like one t-shirt or maybe two t-shirts or something mm-hmm. you know on sale or something like that you know but um most of the time i felt like american eagle was always my go-to and i think because mm-hmm. it was i mean it was a little bit pricier but it was still like i felt like affordable like a lot of the yeah. times like i could um you know kind of swing more things out of there than i could hollister for <laughs> sure but yeah what about you what what did you go through <laughs> so i'm gonna laugh okay let's talk about that though because that's that, that's true okay so i uh obviously had a lot of white friends growing up we've talked about that there's no yeah. joke and i had a disconnect from my culture but part of me going through that was also in my mind i needed to assimilate right So what were my friends wearing? What were people who were, you know, smart or like preppy? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you wanted to fit in. You wanted to Mm -hmm. kind of be a part of of those communities so, you know, people wouldn't single you out. And I grew up Latino, so um, I wasn't super well connected to the Latino community in high school. Um, And so, you know, I, I was like, I need to assimilate to fit with the people I am fitting with uh, you know i am hanging out with and so i also went through an american eagle phase where i like almost exclusively wore american <laughs> eagle i was very like loyal to that brand mm-hmm. um i didn't so much enjoy hollister because i didn't feel like i was buff enough and if you remember like chubby people didn't really fit into their clothes because they made them tiny mm-hmm. um and so anyways the the other thing with that was i um i, I in my mind and this is so funny you mentioned that dr thunder dr pib dr pepper for me aeropostle was a dr pib to american eagle so so i just i and it's so dumb to think that that's how we thought right Right. when we were younger but um yeah there was definitely a component of i i need to wear these clothes so i could fit in so i don't seem poor when that was you know in my head important but it's not because it wasn't Um, and once, now that I'm older, I barely buy anything that's brand name. I hate wearing anything with like a brand across the chest. Right. You know what I mean? I prefer to buy like just regular tees or like if I get coats, you might see like a little North Face like logo or something on it. But that's not because I'm like partially, you know, super connected to that brand. It's just, I know it lasts forever. I've had a North Face coat that I've had for like six years. And I, you know, to (laughs) me, it's like, cool. If I, yeah, if I can, if I can just buy something once and it'll last me a couple of years. Cool. You know, Mm -hmm. so there's, yeah, there's that. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely feel like, um, yeah, I feel like, uh, the Hollister, I mean, yeah, well, well, actually, surprisingly this might might shock some of our listeners no um in high school i was actually not chubby or big so like i like i it's so weird because even then like growing up i always 
felt like I was chubby or something or big or mm-hmm. something, but that could be for another episode. But um, yeah. but like yeah, I, I remember. I just wanted to put that out there though because I remember, that's why I used to go to Hollister because I was like, oh, like you know, like it fit good on like you know your arms or whatever, mm-hmm. trying to like trying to flex around. But um, yeah, no, I I I remember the the Doctor Pivot stuff. It's so funny. It's so funny because like just thinking how like. Like I said, we were young, you know, you don't really know what's best or you just think certain ways. And it's like, that's that's the good thing about like life is you can mature, you can grow, you can change your way of thinking. Because obviously I don't think, you know, that way anymore. And I'm yeah. the same. I don't really ever go and buy like crazy name brand stuff as like trying to show it off. You know, I'm like, shoot, as long as it fits as a big guy, then yeah. I'm going to wear it. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, definitely. Does it look good? Do I yeah. feel good in it? I'm wearing it. Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm- can I put my arms up and my stomach doesn't hang out? <laughs> oh, I'm buying it. No. no. And I and I do want to talk to that end about really quick cheek X and, you know, chime in. But, you know, as young kids, we grow up low income and, you know, to us, we're not missing anything. We have enough. Right. You know, we our parents are doing the best that they can and we're happy because I have all these great memories of growing up. Right. The thing I do want to touch on is that as you grow up and as you start going to school, um, you know, it's very apparent and kids remind you because it's kind of like, you know, bullies. If you're not wearing a certain thing, if you're not, you know, if you don't have a certain type of phone, if you don't, you know, have wearing a certain type of backpack, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean, that brings to the forefront like, oh, I need to get that. And when you talk to your family, you find out, well, we can't afford that or that's not a priority for our family. You know, we're we're a big family. We can't afford, you know, you're not if we get you this, we got to get everybody this. Um, and That's not feasible. So right. I, I do want to share for everybody um, that, you know, we. we we have to be very careful about that, especially now with my nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. Now that we're a little bit older, my siblings and I obviously have an advantage over our parents. Um, we we got an education or we have jobs that have like benefits and we get paid, you know, de- livable wages um, where we're, mm-hmm. it's not as tight as when we were growing up with our parents. Um, our my my nieces and nephews are going to, you know, financially have an advantage over like us as kids. Mm-hmm. And they are going to have access to resources that we didn't have, right? Right. And and so, like, for me, it's very important that they don't lose sight of, like, where we came from. And to always be humble and to always be respectful and to always, you know, just honor people for being humans, regardless of what they're wearing or, you know, what... Mm -hmm. If they have a boat, if they have an iPhone, if they have, you know, if they're wearing yeah. American Eagle or not, um, that's very important to me as as an adult now to make sure that we don't lose track of that, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely agree on that. Um, and even too, like, I mean, like you said, growing up, like my parents have never, I never felt like I was without, you know, and I want to mm-hmm. make sure that I say this because I, you know, I'm not trying to offend my parents or anything. They, they do, they've done a lot and they continue to still do a lot for my siblings and I, but yeah, it's, it's crazy to think like growing up, like, I don't know, I guess maybe and that also probably comes down to even just like the, maybe the family unit, like growing up in a house that's like, you know, maybe filled with love. You know, like mm-hmm. maybe that's why I never felt like I went without because my parents have always provided and also like cared for us in a way where we didn't. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's definitely an interesting way to look at things now as an adult. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, right. wow. like, oh, yeah. wow, that, 
It makes sense, you know, yeah. because like now when you have to go grocery shopping as an adult, you're like, holy crap, like stuff is expensive, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it makes sense on why certain things back then growing up, there was like, you know, maybe not the name brand groceries or whatever. Or right. Things like that. So I'm like, oh. And then also another common thing like on the res or like other, I think a lot of Native communities, they get like the government um, commodity food. So it's, we usually right. just call it, we just usually call it commods. And I always remember those like little old school silver cans that had like fruit cocktail in them or like even like <laughs> random little things like random little weird like snacks I guess that I'm like what yeah or even just like I remember like my grandma would always like after school instead of like a snack you know you think like oh you want some snacks like cookies or like chips or something my mm-hmm. grandma would always have like crackers and butter like that's like maybe because back then like maybe we didn't have money to have like the chips or snacks like you know regular people right. do I guess but it's like my grandma always had these random like crackers and butter snacks and it's all <laughs> funny but yeah it's, it's weird it's definitely interesting as an adult to look back at things like oh it all makes sense you know absolutely um and that's why i'm saying to chikex that regardless of those experiences and if someone's listening and they're not part of our communities and maybe they've had privileged lives where they you know this wasn't something that they needed to worry about I don't think that you should feel guilty about it, but it does give you a place to understand some of your privilege in Mm -hmm. your life, right? That not all communities, and I'm not going to generalize like all Latinos, all indigenous folks, but not everybody has that, those kind of upbringings where they don't have to worry about money. And as a kid, you don't care about money until you realize that you don't, your family doesn't have a lot of it. And so I, I wanted to say that I'm extremely proud of my parents and even now like I'll flex because they put, you know, kids through college. They mm-hmm. are buying a house. Uh, they bought cars. Um, they're traveling a lot now that they're older and they can, um, you know, just bought a boat. Like I, there's things that yeah. we, were, we're, we were talking about this with my with my siblings because we went out Monday um, out to Lake Lowell on the boat that, you know, they're family has and we're like man we never had boat boat memories growing up because right. we, we didn't have that but now all the all the, my nieces and nephews mm-hmm. you know they're gonna have that and that's it's strange to me to think that yeah. right that they have these opportunities that i never thought i would have or never even considered would be something mm-hmm. for me um and also i'm trying to flex a little on my parents because <laughs> i'm like nobody feel bad for them they're a success yeah. story you know they yeah. came here with nothing gave us everything and now have all these awesome opportunities and so i'm, mm-hmm. I'm just very thankful for them always definitely yeah yeah i definitely you know definitely shout out to my mom and my dad my mom and my dad have always instilled you know hard work in in all of my siblings and i mm-hmm. and my parents do so much they've done so much for my sisters and i and my, my nieces and nephew and they still continue to do good things and so i think now now that we're all adults and they don't have to like you know have that financial i guess like i don't know what do you say burden to take care yeah. of us or yeah i'm like well i'm not a burden no i'm scared but like <laughs> but i think like you know i think now it's cool seeing my parents like be able to live their life you know because like like right now now my parents are in LA for the weekend going to a Dodgers game you know so it's yeah. cool to see that they get to travel and experience things um absolutely as, you know as as older as an older couple and it makes me it makes me all proud too because it's like oh like because I know how my dad grew up you know way way like I think he had it way worse like he definitely had it way worse than I did and so I'm like dang mm-hmm. it's cool to see the come up you know because like like I said like well, I mean we don't have a boat but we don't have no boat memories either you know but like <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, but like my parents have, you know, we have like a camper and they do a lot of camping trips. They have their little side by side yeah. that they go out and, you know, to the mountains a lot and do a lot of things like that so that we didn't have growing up. But yeah, I always think it's just cool. It's like, oh, like my parents just get to like travel and live their life and stuff, you know, because I think sometimes also like one thing that I did kind of want to touch on too is like sometimes when I, when I first started kind of really being able to travel and like experience like the mm-hmm. world and like the U.S., you know, sometimes you kind of get that travel guilt you know like like yeah. oh i got to go to experience like something really cool like a cool city or maybe a cool you know destination it's like oh i wish my parents could you know experience this too or something like yeah. that but but yeah i always think that's i don't know it's cool to see that like you know the come up it really is and it, definitely we are our family you know we are in a better financial yeah. standing like right today and a very very you know we've been very blessed and and things like that and so um but even just talking about this and stuff it makes me feel more appreciative you know makes me really appreciate the life that my parents did give me you know because i know some people you know might have had things way harder than i have and so it definitely makes me appreciate my parents and i do want to tell them you know thank you for everything and i know Mm -hmm. my mom listens to the podcast so (laughs) thank you mom thank you dad love you love you guys and uh i'm okay borrow 20 bucks not kidding And, and I think and I think for anybody listening, I, I wanted to share that, um, you know, definitely time, time is time, opportunity, personal growth, development, just staying close, finding your support system. All those things have been able to help my family kind of get to where we're at. My mom, my dad started his own business and that's been helpful. Now that we're older, we were able to help him understand the process of establishing a business, bookkeeping, invoices. But, you know, yeah. when we talk about I don't help my dad out with, you know, the manual labor side of landscaping. <laughs> I can support in the back end part of things, you know, but yeah. um, we we get all these opportunities and especially for Latino families, especially like no matter your age, no matter like where you live, there's always this feeling of everything you do is for your family. Mm-hmm. And I would any day gladly like do anything that I needed to help my dad out with this business. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I do have to go out into the 113 um, <laughs> degree weather and sweat it out while I'm struggling to lay down sod or wheelbarrow, you know, whatever it is, gravel, I'm going to do that because it's for my family. It's for yeah. better opportunities. It's for my dad. And um, there's no shame in growing up as low income or Mm-mm. still being low income. Some people just get opportunities that others don't have. And, you know, we, we just got to be there as a community to support one another um, yeah. through those hard times and so i wanted to say that i'm forever grateful for my parents too i love them so much i will never be ashamed that i grew up low income um because i was rich in other things like love and support and i had my community um and we were able to get past that and you know thanks to the higher power out there like we've had my parents and my family and my siblings have had success and we're in places where obviously we can do more because of mm. you know our our financial um resources currently so that's yeah that's a thing yeah yeah made to come up man i wish i wish i wish to come up on all my people me too i like, and that's a thing too right man. yeah, yeah. I anytime that you get a cool opportunity, I'm I'm like I'm so happy for you. Any yeah, of my other definitely. friends, like we just gotta cheer each other on. You you know what, Daniel? You always inspire me because the thing that one of the things that you said, the crabs in the bucket mentality where you pull people mm. back down um that's like that's never a place that i would want to be with anyone from my community because right. you just you got to champion the people that 
you know, get, get the opportunity to get out, get the opportunity to have more things. Because if someone from your community is up there, that means more people from your community can get to that place too. And how do we help people get up there? That's the conversation we need to be having, right? Yep. I think people, yeah, definitely people got to realize like, you know, one door opens for me that's opening, you know, maybe four more doors for the people coming up after you know so i think that's important to always always try to keep my community in my mind oh that's the one and that's also like a it's also a lot of pressure to you know keep, trying to like, <laughs> keep your community in your mind but yeah definitely um yeah definitely echo everything you say when it comes to our parents you know we we, we are we are lucky that we have the parents that we do because i mean i know your parents too and they are good people and yeah. are working and stuff so it's definitely definitely cool to see all the success especially when just like brown people just are winning like it just does so good because i'm like oh, yep. it's just it's very heartwarming to see so shout out to our parents damn shout out to them too and i I'm would like, say I was yeah, like, shout out to our parents we're having kids like us shit we're cool <laughs> oh I'm you're like, welcome you're yeah, welcome you're welcome <laughs> i'm like shout out to my parents they have a son that has a podcast that's international just kidding <laughs> We're worldwide, GKX. No, I'm just kidding. I, I would also touch on really quick on um this idea of like, you know, have you heard like black excellence or like yeah. brown excellence? I think some people get triggered because you're saying like, you know, that we're celebrating just those communities having these these opportunities, but this isn't pie. This isn't a there isn't a limited right. amount of success. There can be yeah. um a limited amount of success where we're celebrating everybody's achievement. So mm-hmm. I I do have to say that because i know we have some listeners that are not of our communities and if you hear things like that we're not singling or leaving anybody out of the success what we're saying is we don't have the opportunity to have as much success given our you know just our environments and and kind of where we get to start off in life yeah but at the same time like let's celebrate everybody but you know we do have to celebrate the little victories that we get in our communities and we just need to highlight them as much as we can. Yeah. Yeah. And also I always think, and that's another thing too. It's like, you know, you see, we could say, you know, like Brown excellence or native excellence or black excellence. And then you see someone say like white excellence, like, Whoa, (laughs) Oh, oh, hold up now. Wait a second. You know, that's that's got another context. Yes. (laughs) I was like low key, like, dang, my, like I feel bad. Cause it's like, you can't really say nothing without like, Whoa, you know, but yeah, definitely also yeah, and, and and you know, we make jokes and stuff all the time, but we know not all you know, we know not all people are bad and all white people. You know, yes. we definitely have some very supportive, you know, you know, non native, non Latino allies out there. So, you know, shout out to them too, because they, at least they acknowledge their point of privilege and can, you know, help us, you know, somewhat uplift our voices and, and or you know what I'm saying? Like they can Yes. Yeah, so shout out to them too. But yeah, <laughs> that's just so funny. <laughs> All right, Cheekicks. Uh let's let's wrap up that segment. I was like, I think we wanted to end that with like thank yeah. you, Ama and Apa. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, And uh let's let's switch out. Let's wrap it up, Cheekicks. What are our shades of brown shady questions? This All week? right. The shady questions is which okay, the first question is which one of your friends was the poorest? No, I'm just kidding. I'll just <laughs> just because we're talking about that. I'll just whoa. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, we didn't 
agree to that question. Yeah, I'm just totally kidding. No. Um, So the shady questions are, so if this is your first time listening, shady questions, we get to ask ask three, and then you can answer two, or you can answer Mm -hmm. all three if you're brave. All right. So our first question is, if someone were to make a movie off your life, which actors would play you and your best friend? (laughs) Um, Two, if you could pick one friend whose life would instantly improve, who would it be? And three, which one friend would you change faces with and why? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, man, these are a little shadier than (laughs) usual. (laughs) If someone were to make a movie based off of your life, which actors would play your best friend? Okay, so I would have a Latino actor because, you know, representation matters. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see who's a good looking lad kind of like me <laughs> george lopez <laughs> oh chica <laughs> oh gabriel iglesias no, I'm just I, mean, <laughs> I mean um those are very talented people but uh you know Jack I would, black I would, I would <laughs> Uh, let's see i would probably get like uh you know like a john linguazamo or uh Who's that guy who's in all the... He's the token Latino guy in all the cop movies they use Oh, that the one that's in Ant-Man? No. Yeah, him. What's, What's his, his name? name? I, I don't know, but I know you're talking about. He's yeah, a good, good that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's him. I like him. And then I guess uh, Hillary would be played by Amy Schumer. And one oh. <laughs> would be played by... Uh, uh, I don't help me out here. Who who would um, Juan would be played by Jack Black? Maybe he's funny. <laughs> I was I was thinking, what's the guy that plays Ernesto in the George Lopez? Um... <laughs> Bernie, Ernie, yeah, yeah, Ernie. <laughs> I'll just, that could be Little John. <laughs> Sierra, I think, would be played by a Latina actress. Cameron Um, Diaz? Yeah, Yeah, because she's Cuban. Yeah, Yeah, that tracks. Um, Let's see, Chicax, who would I have play you? Um, I would have... Hmm. Oh, I, who do you yeah who do you like because i would take your opinion into consideration you know if i'm casting everybody i'm like hey who do you right. who do you want to play you you're a brad pitt yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm a denzel washington yeah. <laughs> no we would definitely need to hire like a native person right indigenous yeah. person and i'm like we're just now finally fi- finding out some native so i don't know yeah maybe. yeah I'm like maybe the guy. I would think Lane Factor, the one that plays Cheese and Reservation Dogs, because we're kind of. I wouldn't say we're like similar in looks, but similar. Yeah, I feel like he'd play a good a good me Lane Factor. It would be important for me that they maybe be Nimipu too, because you know I would want to honor that. So maybe we'd have Shasuke play you (laughs) until we found somebody else. (laughs) He's a lot older than me, so I don't know if that would work out, but. Uh, he definitely would be a good good choice, though. He's a great actor. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, I'll just go with friends for now because, you know, okay. I have to think yeah. about, like, my siblings and my family. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah my work besties. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and if you could pick one friend who would whose life would instantly improve. I th- <laughs> that sounds oh, shady, but I'm not. Me. <laughs> yeah, I was no. going to say that sounds shady, but to me, it makes more sense that I would choose you because I would 
as your friend, I would benefit from that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you're happy. I'm happy. If you're suddenly rich, I'm like, Chicax, where are we going? Yeah. <laughs> like, book our flights. Yeah, you know I what know. I mean? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's just, yeah. I'm, like, yeah. I'm all for it. I yeah. All, so, I need all the coins. Yeah. Job, house, business ventures, traveling. Like, I'm like, you know, My I'd wife be so. And kids, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> And then which one of your friends would you change faces with and why? Um, <laughs> stall. Ah. <laughs> I'll tell you which ones I won't change with. Just yeah, kidding. that's easier to choose. Uh, I would change faces with... Uh, why? Like, I'm thinking, like, why would I want to do that? Uh, mm, I think I would change faces with maybe a friend not of my community so that I could experience life through their lens. Like, mm. you know, do we have do we really have other opportunities or not? You know, because, right. yeah, like how different would people treat me if I had, you know, blue eyes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I would change faces with probably one of my white friends just to experience life as one of them. Mm, interesting. You know what I mean? And then yeah, they could, that would be... they could see life through my, my eyes and then they can, you know, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just, just get good <laughs> treatment all the time. Just get called guapo all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so they know what it feels like to be called handsome. <laughs> guapo. <Yeah. laughs> oh, funny. oh, funny. Okay. Well, for me, if someone were to make a movie off my life, I saw, so I, I think I'd stick for my, yeah, I, would, I just think I'd stick with Lane Factor. You know, he's pretty, pretty good in Reservation Dogs. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty funny. Um, if I were to play, like, say if I was, like, an elder and wanted someone to play me, I'd definitely do, like, Gary Farmer, the, like, Indian country's favorite uncle. Uh, definitely, um, you know, Uncle Gary. No, but, um, and my friends, I guess for Mateo, I would choose. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing already. I know. <laughs> I'm like, for Mateo, I think for Mateo, I would choose, like, um, hmm. You're out, Sammy Sosa? <laughs> yeah. I'll try to think. I'm like, uh. The guy from Hente de Zona? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, um, Pitbull? No. <laughs> no, I think if I were to choose an actor to play Mateo, it'd definitely be Drake. Cause oh. We used to, yeah, we used to call him Drake all the time when we were younger. So, yeah, definitely Drake if Drake acted. Well, he does. He used to act. So, Drake, yeah. Yeah, uh, I can see that. <laughs> if I were to choose one to play you, I would probably choose... Um, Here it is. <laughs> I'm like, let me look up a list of like Latino actors. Let's see. Uh, for... for Howdy. <laughs> Latino <laughs> actors. You're all uh, googling full-figured Latino men. <laughs> I'm all. Uh, what's his name? Um, <laughs> David Archuleta or whatever. <laughs> <skin. laughs> is that his name, David? What's his name? The I don't one? know who that is. <laughs> oh, maybe Chiquitos. If I were to have someone play you, maybe I'll do William Levy. Oh shit! <laughs> um, uh, oh, I'm like, is that how you see me, Chickens? <laughs> I'm all ten. Oh, okay, no, I'll, I'll choose Adam Rodriguez. 
That kind of looks like you a little bit. Who's that? Chicks and all Latinos look alike. What did we talk about? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> See, that could be you. Oh yeah, if I lost. <laughs> and then if I were to choose someone to play, who? Yeah, I'll just stick with that. You know, um, Drake and and. Uh, who would play Sienna and Betsy? <laughs> well, hmm, those are good questions. But you said my friends. Betsy's my sister. Oh. Um, and if I could pick a friend whose life would instantly improve, I would probably just do you two because, you know, like you said, we'd help each other out. Like if you just got super rich and then we just support each other. Um, and which friend would I change faces with and why? Um, I would probably have to, I'm probably going to have to skip that question. I might have to hold that one to myself. <laughs> <laughs> you get one. You get one. <laughs> oh, good times, Cheekicks. Uh, that wraps up our Shades of Brown shady questions. Um, definitely shady today. <laughs> definitely on a new level of shadier that we've ever shaded before. Uh, nah, just kidding. Mm-hmm. But um, now let's wrap this up, Cheekicks. What was your thorn and your rose <laughs> for this episode? <laughs> Um, I would say my thorn was probably the shady questions are a little bit shadier today. And I, I'm feeling, I'm like, I'm feeling so nice and happy. It's Friday. No, I'm just kidding. So I didn't want to be shady today. Uh, no. And then my rose is definitely just, you know, just looking back at my life and, and looking at how, um, my parents, how, how great parents, you know, they were to, to my siblings and I and how much they have provided for me. It's just, uh, one of those moments where I'm like, damn, like I really got some, some badass parents. So, yeah. So yeah, definitely that would be my, my, my rose. <laughs> yeah, rose. Just kidding. Just keep doing that all episode. Uh, so for me, my, my Rosa, my Rose <laughs> would be, um, definitely reminiscing my childhood. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's always good for me. Cause it humbles me too, for where I'm at today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I'm very thankful for the childhood that I had and for my parents and for my siblings. So that was my Rose reminiscing. My thorn would be, let's see, what did I, what did I not talk about that I wanted to talk about or what did I, no, I'm just kidding. Now, I think my, my, uh, th- my thorn for this episode would definitely be the next level shade on these questions that we, we had. The internet <laughs> keeps winning. <laughs> the internet keeps winning mm-hmm. for sure. So, um, that's it, Chica, that's it for me. Um, yeah. let's wrap, let's wrap this episode up then and yeah. let's, uh, Let's just remind everybody, you know, we want to say thank you again so much for sticking with us uh, for our inconsistent episode release. <laughs> uh, you know what? And it might be that we just switched to Fridays moving on. Uh, yeah, but we'll see. I, I wanted to say stay with us. We have more good content. We will be coordinating the next episode with our guest uh, contest winner. Oh, yeah. Um, so look out for Angel Davila and the episode coming out with him. Um, as yeah. always, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Brown Sound Podcast. And you can always go and give us a five-star rating on Woo-hoo. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks so much for all your support. Daniel and I have been having such a blast uh, getting to share our experiences <laughs> and our perspectives with you. We will see you next time. Yes, thank you so much. Have a great day wherever you are in the world.
Adios. <laughs> See ya. Disclaimer. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and hosts only. Cut CIO for listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We had a blast with y'all today. Make sure to tune in next time. To follow us more closely, check us out on Instagram at the Brown Sound Podcast. For partnership opportunities or to get a hold of us, email us at brownsoundpodcast208 at gmail.com. 